Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is episode two of the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am joined again to, uh, tonight with uh, the wondrous Chris Murray. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Not too bad. Not too bad, Andrew. How are you? Uh, can't complain. I, I am Andrew Dewhurst, if uh, you did miss the first episode. Uh, tonight, we are going to talk about everyone's favorite fantasy hockey subject goalies uh and i think when i say everyone i probably mean no one i I don't know if i know anyone that loves fat goalies in fantasy hockey um but uh just things we're going to take care of tonight we're going to talk about a little bit of dfs how how we approach each approach goalies uh taking a look at how that differs to season long and uh we've got uh some ADPs out this week. Uh, Yahoo released theirs for the first time. So we're going to take a, a quick look at that when it comes to goalies and uh, break some of that down. See where there's values, see where there's uh, things going a little bit haywire. Uh, so let's get things going here. Uh, Chris, uh, DFS for goalies. How do you approach the slate when you're, when you're looking at this uh, and breaking it down for the, for the good folks when they are taking a look at the playbook. I I love talking about goalies because I feel like it's the one position that nobody knows anything about. It's it has to be, it is voodoo, right? Because you can go through all the stats you want, you can go through all the numbers you want, and then all of a sudden, you know, Sergey Bobrovsky gives up five goals and you're not even midway through the second and you're just asking yourself why? Why is that possible? But Apart from all that, apart from that madness in itself, from a DFS approach, the basic, 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 basic rule that I follow is I'm targeting goalies who face teams that take a lot of shots but don't score goals, right? It's pretty – you would think it's pretty easy to understand. And there are some teams that do this, right? So I'm not specifically, you know, too worried about goalies who are too – expensive to pay up for it's rare that i'll pay up let's say for the andre vasileskis of the world when they're starting uh, but i'm not going to the bargain bin too often at least not in my cash game lineups gpps you take a couple darts here and there but i mean i had some success targeting teams like i said to shoot the puck a lot um, i.e the montreal Canadiens. so they shoot a lot but they don't necessarily score so stacking against you know or put playing a goalie against them kind of seems like you know, the right way to go. Uh, and especially on DraftKings, I'm always trying to target that 35 plus save uh, bonus, right? So you want to get to that kind of level. You want your goalie to face shots, but you also want them to stop. So if you played your goalies against, like I said, the Montreal Canadiens, you probably did well. If you did it against the LA Kings, who surprisingly, listen to this, Andrew, they finished fourth in shots per game. Uh, but their goals for per game was at 2.53. So they shot the puck a lot and they can't score, which should not surprise anybody. Um, but, you know, again, teams that are on that list who scored less than three goals per game in the top 10, the Columbus Blue Jackets, a team that sometimes people don't think too much about, right? Lots of yeah. shots per game, don't score a lot of goals. But, I mean, that's, that's as simple as I try to keep that math, because if not... I feel like I lose sleep trying to figure out which, <laughs> which starting goalie is going to let me down today. Like, it's rough. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, I, I don't think my approach is that different um, 
what I'm typically looking at, I'm never paying up or very rarely paying up. Like it's got to be a five game slate and like, you know, Vasilevsky facing a terrible opponent is the only real option where you're not sitting there scratching your head going, I don't know. It could be either of these guys and they both might give up four goals and I might be, you know, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. Uh, So there is the rare case, but I mean, I typically follow the same idea. I want to, I want to kind of move my way down a little bit from the top. Um, I, I find I, in cash games, understanding the goalie situation and like how a team functions is kind of the best way to go. Like pay, like getting the Islanders, getting the Coyotes, getting the these right. goalies on teams, no matter who it is, right? Like whether it be, I mean, this year you're going to look at Varlamov and and Sorokin. Uh, I think early you're going to probably see big discounts on Sorokin because he's a rookie and somewhat unknown. Hasn't played a game in North America yet. Uh, but I mean, When do you at, think FanDuel will get his price correct? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because we don't know how he's going to perform. But uh, I would say it, it, I think it that runs probably a six-week lag. Um, Minimum, right? And, yeah. And that depends. On, like, we're going to see some real oddities, I think, this year. And I think it's going to lead to like some mega chalk lines, right? Like if we run three games, if they do three games and three nights in each city, right? You can imagine like Montreal, Toronto, we'll use that as an example, right? You're going to have price, then Allen, then price. If they're playing three straight games, which means you're going to have price versus, versus Anderson. Fine. to call that largely a wash, not touching either. Uh, then you're going to have Allen versus Campbell. Well, I'm going to be all over Montreal on that one, right? I'm going to take Jake Allen against, like, that's a seems like a significant advantage. Uh, mind you, I mean, that's a, your risk-reward situation. Montreal shoots a lot. I think uh, their additions in the offseason, adding Toffoli, adding Anderson, only furthers that. Uh, Toffoli's a volume shooter as well to go with Gallagher and... Uh, I think Gallagher is the largest one that comes to mind, but you're looking at that going, well, I don't know if I really want to trust, you know, I don't really trust Jack Campbell. Uh, so I don't think I want to pay up for that. So that looks like a situation where Jake Allen being a very solid backup, uh, it probably is a good buy. Uh, then you're going to go back to price and, and Anderson again. So, um, depending on how those things shake out, I think you're going to see nights like that. I don't think we're ever going to see back-to-backs, but I mean, we don't have a schedule yet either to understand how that right. breaks down. But, uh, and then GPPs, it's like, you know, I, I, I loved running out guys like Cal Peterson last year, right? Like yeah. King, uh, or, um, Alex Stalocks guys that aren't like you look at, you know, you look at it, you're like, geez, these guys aren't very good. And then you look at it, look at uh, how things broke down at the end of the night and you're like, Oh wow. They, uh, well, he made 35 out of 38 saves. Yeah. That was good for 21 points that, you know, I made some money on that. I played so, a lot of Mackenzie Blackwood. Last oh season. yeah. And I found him in a lot of spots where I was like, <laughs> you know what? I think the devils can do just enough so he can do just enough to maybe squeak out a win here. Like I remember the like playoffs last year. Like, I was taking Darcy Kemper or whomever was starting for the Blue Jackets as much as humanly possible. Right. Like, Kemper against the Avs was making, like, 40 saves a night, uh, giving up, 
like three goals and still giving you like 30 points. And you're like, yep. Uh, and you were like seventh down the list here. All right. That's, that's solid. I'll, I'll take that. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that's the two ways to look at it. The problem, I mean, obviously you're not going to want to use system goalies in GPPs unless you're getting them at a big enough discount that you can make up the difference in, in what the, the ceiling is. Cause I mean, unless it's a shutout, like getting 16, like, a guy that makes 15 saves on 16 shots and gets the right. win is still only worth like 17 points, something like that. So basically any team that played against Detroit, right, you were looking at their starting goalie going, <laughs> well, he's basically got to be perfect because the minute he gives right. up two goals, even if he picks up the win, like he's still not like he's still not getting enough points. Right. Or at least that was right. my problem on track. Plus games, the chalk right? fact. Right? right. Like, of course, everyone was going like. Well, I don't know. I'll just take whoever's playing Detroit because goalies are such a, a dice roll, right? So, um, I think that's a good a good way to look. Like, uh, you're gonna probably it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, right? Uh, you look at a guy like Igor Shesterkin. Rangers gave up tons of shots last year. The most gave up the most power plays in the league last year. Uh, it looks great in 12 in, in a 12 game sample, yeah. but is it going to hold true? Right? Like he's going to see a lot of shots. So is he going to wear down? What is he going to, are teams going to find some chinks in the armor? Uh, what's all that stuff going to look like? So, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I do miss playing DFS hockey. Um, it just feels so much more natural to me than it does playing playing football, especially. But uh, definitely something to look forward to. Um, moving on to the season long. So I had a conversation with, with some folks recently and talking about the value of tandems versus the, you know, and, and essentially debating that, that the workhorse was dead. Because I, I think you're looking at uh, possibly no more than probably six goalies, maybe seven now that Staylock's hurt. Maybe Talbot moves himself kind of into that 60-plus timeshare. Uh, but largely, it looks like we're going to see across the league a lot of 50, uh, a lot of goalies sitting in the 50 to 60 percent uh, timeshares. Uh, so the idea essentially was like, yeah, you know, you you don't want to pay up for 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 Vasilevsky, you don't want to pay up for Hellebuck because those guys are typically going to be top two round guys. And if you looked at Bobrovsky and Murray and Gibson, that those guys were not going to provide you enough value over getting, say, a, I believe the sample was like Varlamov. Um, what was it? Varlamov, Corpusalo, and a third goalie. Um, but it turns out. I ran the math. I, I pulled up the the fantastic projections uh, that were put together on fantasyalarm.com and just ran the numbers based on Yahoo standard scoring, based on points. And believe it or not, if you run out uh, Bob with Bobrovsky with Matt Murray and John Gibson, you have a really solid tandem because of volume. Uh, so Yahoo standard scoring uses saves uh, being the biggest part of this. Uh, but they were going to outscore 
the other the three tandem guys by almost 10 points a week if projections held true right uh, i think people get lost in the like the fear of things happening which is how goalies sometimes especially this season right because there there's going to be a lot of back-to-back games there's going to be a lot of you know three games and four nights and stuff like that so you're going to see a lot more back of goalies but to your credit, like you just said, and the key word that I use a lot of just over, over say it is volume, right? So in, in season long or in DFS or whatever it is, I'm looking for volume. I want players who have volumes, goalies and forwards, right? So I'm looking for a player. The more you have volume, the more likely, you know, a good outcome will happen. So I'm looking to target, Specifically in season long, I'm looking to target goalies who are going to play a lot. And like you said, the the traditional workhorse, the days of like, you know, Marty Brodeur playing 70 plus games in an 82 season is just not going to happen, regardless of every single nutrition coach or conditioning coach or, you know, the new thing is teams hiring an entire an entire goalie <laughs> department. Yeah, right. Yeah. So no matter how much of that you have, just, you know, the the league is so different now that, you know, rest is important for these goalies and you'll see teams, right? I mean, specifically, again, the Montreal Canadiens go out, pay, you know, four plus million dollars a year to get a backup goalie who can play because you need one now in the NHL. So all that being said, though, there are some teams that are still going to heavily rely on their starter or at least for the beginning part if you know for whatever reason this team struggles a little bit or they can't keep up or let's say they got to make a late playoff push then you're going to see these goalies play a lot so in season long i try not to get too lost into this but i always look at teams and say okay well is this team going to be let's say at the point where they're going to have to start resting players right so let's say tampa bay like i know they're going to be good I know they're going to dominate, you know, is this going to hurt Vasilevsky down the road? Does he get rested as they move closer to the playoffs in a shortened season? You know, maybe. Whereas maybe I'm looking at another team that's in the middle of the pack here. So a team like maybe like the Rangers, you know, in the division that they're in, you know, are they going to run Igor Shosturkin? Are they just going to ride him if he can stay hot and play? You know, is he going to play, you know, a, a, a massive amount of games. We don't know yet, but well, the, and the answer is tough. probably not, right? Like when I look at that New York situation, like I think there is a thirty to forty percent chance that Georgiev sees as many games as Shosturkin does this year. I mean, and, if and he does, he, though. Like, are you paying the price that you have to pay to draft Shosturkin at that point? I, I'm not. And, and I mean, I th- and I think this kind of hops us on to the segue into the next conversation quite well here. And like, I looked at, so Yahoo released their ADP this week. Um, and ADP being ADP. Uh, in some ways, I think early ADP is more valuable because I think you got the hardcore players. Uh, sometimes I'm wrong. Uh, and in this case, I might be completely wrong. But I looked at this ADP and I thought to myself, man, you know what I'm going to do in my season league? I'm going to drop goalies altogether. I'm going to use goalies in my last, like, really late. And the reason is, when I look at this ADP and I see 
I think I can get Cam Talbot, Henrik Lundqvist, and Alexander Georgiev all after pick 180. I think, you know what? If I fill up on forwards and defense and I get three goalies that late, or if you want to mix in uh, Mackenzie Blackwood at 178, or Miko Koskinen at 177, I think you're going to be all right. It's a little too rich for my liking, Miko Koskinen. I'm glad that you touched on Talbot per se. I think he gets a, I think he gets a bad rap a little bit, and the reason he gets a bad rap is you know, the team that he plays on, right? <laughs> like Minnesota offensively. If we look at Minnesota offensively, like there's there's nothing great about them, right? They don't have, I mean, they don't have a number one center. Uh, you know, Zach Parise is hurt probably as we speak and we don't know it. Their bright spot is Kevin Fiala, right? But this team defensively, right? They do what they need to do to pick up yeah you know they do just enough and i think devin dubnik was trash right we can say that and i think cam talbot is an upgrade from that he's moving to a better you know structured defensive team like the wild were the 11 you know were 11th and no not even sorry inverse of it they were what like 21st in you know shots again like that's pretty good they they were really they were really good defensively 11th yeah. best, right? So I think Cam Talbot in that situation can at least at least provide value based on where he's going right now, right? Because he is like like he's oh, going sure. way down the list here. Yeah, and you think it like here's just some of the goalies going at him, right? We're talking like 20 picks at him, like Chris Dreyer. What? Yeah. Why? Andy Ranta, you're not the starting goalie, and you're also always hurt just like the starting goalie. Go ahead. Just say it. Just say it. Like, I know you're going to say it. Um, say, say what? I feel a little pressure. Martin here Jones. Now. Martin Jones. Yes. Is up well, well, no, I, I skipped over Martin Jones and I figured <laughs> I, I would take the time. As you should, by the way, when you get to the draft table, as, as everyone should never draft Martin Jones. If you, if you love the sharks and you show up to your draft table and you're like, you know what? I think Martin Jones is is going to have a good season this year. Just just take my word here and wait and see. Let if someone else drafts him and and they're wrong, they'll drop him in two weeks, and you can you can play the wait and see approach and and see what happens. Um, but to your point though, right? Like Martin Jones is 169 ADP according to yeah. Yahoo, right? <laughs> Twelve picks later, apparently you can get Tam, Cam Talbot who is the starting goalie in Minnesota on a much better defense uh, on a really good defensive team. Right. Yeah. Or you like, can it's get, not that the sharks are bad. It's just their goaltenders are bad. Yeah. You can get Henrik Lundqvist who might actually be the real starter in Washington. Oh. Oh. 20 picks later. Right. Like Washington got, didn't want to resign Holt. Didn't want to stream. Didn't want to resign Holpe. Don't blame him. Holpe has been bad for like three years. But he was the guy, and they didn't want to give up the reins to him early, like in the air. Um, but eventually did. I believe they still ran out Holpe in the playoffs. They didn't play Samsonov. They want to like season Samsonov a little more. That is going to be a tandem. Lundqvist was pretty good 
on the on a really bad defensive Rangers team, and I'm not right. trying to say Washington's a, 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 a mat like leaps forward defensively, but I do think there is going to be value in Henrik Lundqvist next year. Um, but like moving up the list, Cal Peterson. I like Cal Peterson, but I don't like him 30 picks better. Same with Jake Allen. Like how much? Like Jake Allen is a uh, you know a 40 percent probably play type guy. Right. Uh, that's that's not really valuable. So like some of the some of these are interesting. I mean, uh, Ben Bishop. We I don't think we know when Ben Bishop's gonna play, and he's going in the top 100 picks. That that's silly. That like, is silly. I agree with you there. I think there's, especially for goalies in, in in that sense, I think you touched on a couple there that are kind of just like wait and see. I think the Holpe situation is kind of interesting because in my mind, Thatcher Demko, even if the small sample size of what he did in the playoffs, even if he, you know, gets close to that yeah. number, he becomes a starter and he's and he's going, what, six rounds after Brian Holpe, which is which is Brilliant. okay. Um, I think the opposite's happening with Anton Hudobin. I think people are overvaluing what he's done, right? He's been a career backup. I, I, I don't. Mean, In some ways, uh, no. uh, Kudobin was 88 rich. Okay, that, that's his 80, that's his Yahoo ADP. Right. Uh, I think realistically on draft day, you're going to see him go after the first 100 picks. If you go and you dig into Kudobin's, Kudobin's numbers, he was fantastic last year. He was in a marvelous. In like in a not a small sample size either. No, like he was really good, and I'm not even talking about the playoffs yet. Uh, he was really good in Boston before that. Um, I think he has earned the the shot. Uh, I think the stars are going to go with Jake Ottinger in the background. I don't think they're going to have a lot of faith in him. I think you're going to see Kudobin get the lion's share of starts. Uh, and, I mean, maybe we see Ben Bishop when he, or if he returns, because he's also, a, like, remember, Ben Bishop's a really big goalie. Mm. Uh, big goalies typically have knee issues, and Ben Bishop is not one who lacks an injury history. So uh, I, I think there's some real opportunity there for for, for Anton Hudobin to, to have a really big, like, show me year. Uh, and, I mean, he's first year of a contract. I, I don't, I personally don't really buy into the, the contract year talk, but uh, he's a little bit more comfortable. Uh, and, and I think it's, I think it's a good mix. He's a guy that I'm definitely willing to buy this year. I think it's interesting on it because, right, so if I'm crossing it with ESPN's whatever they've come up with, right, so Anton Hudobin's the, right, going in the eighth round, you have him, he's going, what, 88th ADP here, and then I look on ESPN and he's going as the 28th overall player. Yeah. And I think draft, that's right? So that's goalie number three, according to yeah. their list, which is, I mean, it's bold. Right. Go the 128 and the only the third goalies going off the board no 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 he's 28th overall 28 oh, like, oh wow right? that's, yeah, so that's, he's that's... sandwiched between alex petrangelo and kale mccarr who are <laughs> defense four and five which is a whole yeah. other conversation so, to have but yeah. i mean again that's that's one way to rank goalies right so i i think just by looking at these rankings i think i mean most people don't know what to make of him just yet like is he legit or did he just 
have a really good season and, you know, he well, just did something, right? I think there's the, the hesitation. Right? Like, these are the last three years, okay? 2017-18 in Boston, he makes 29 starts, 31 appearances. Gives you a 913 save percentage. Uh, facing 876 shots. 18-19, he faces... He gets 37 starts, 41 appearances, gives you a 923 save percentage. Yeah, that was good. 1,137 saves. Uh, sorry, 1,232 saves. Uh, sorry, I'm reading these backwards. It was 1,137 saves. I'm reading shots against and saves and get them confused. Last year, 30 games played, regular season only here. Gives you a 930 save percentage. 820 saves. That's going to play. I mean, he's going to get the volume, right? This year, at least. And we'll see if it... I mean, this is how we're going to find out if if Sample holds up. But he has never seen more than 41 games in a year. Oh. And he's also, like, the last time... Even in Carolina, 36, 36 games, 926 save percentage. I don't understand why no one's why this is the first time that he's ever had the shot as a starter. Certainly, worse goalies have had better have had more shots at being a starting goalie in the NHL. This is true. This is true. I guess maybe I'm just not looking at him on the same page as I think others are. I will tell you a goalie I am looking on, and this goalie is just not getting enough love. He's not getting enough love. I feel like nobody's really talking about him, and we're just kind of putting him under the carpet a little bit here. Some some places are talking about him, though. I will give some places credit. But in the sleeper article that I put on redfanceler.com, I'll give people one from it just because I feel so strongly about this, just because I did a mock draft last weekend, right, which is up on YouTube if you want to watch it. And I was targeting this goalie, and he went a little bit early, but I expected him to. But I held on just to see, even in a mock draft with bots on Yahoo, like, are they giving him enough credit? And maybe the bot did, but I don't know if the regular human would. And this goalie is Carter Hart. So in my mind, right, I think we can, I mean, agree a little bit that Andre Vasilevsky and Connor Hellebuck are the one, two in the goalies. And then at three, that's where you start to have the conversation. And in my mind, Carter Hart is three. And then you can decide whatever you want after that. Like this one, I have Carter Hart as the third best goalie in fantasy hockey this this upcoming season. And I think to me the reason behind it is right. He, I mean, the Flyers are a deep team. Their top nine is as good yeah. as it can get. And they, I mean, you look at players that have been out of that lineup as well. They've they've had some. They've had some injury history, right? Or they've had players that are kind of, you know, through no fault of their own, dealt with some pretty serious stuff, right? So you yeah. think of Oscar Limbaugh and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you think of all kinds of other players, right? Nolan Patrick, another one that comes to mind. Yep. Yes, they, you know, the loss of Niskanen is going to hurt, but I think they have enough. They have enough. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I yeah, mean, yeah. Like Travis Sanheim, Philip Myers, and they're right. more than good enough to fill that space. Or Gustafson will be there. He'll switch out with Shane Gustafson's bare hair. There are those two kind of... They're the same guy. I, don't, I yeah. think they're totally Spider-Manning, like in that meme. Not yet, but I mean, they're 
they're getting close, right? But their top nine to me is really good. And when you have three good lines, I mean, other teams got to kind of worry about you. This is a Flyers team that offensively took a step back kind of, right, from a fantasy-wise, right? You didn't see Giroux put up 100 points like you did yeah. the previous year. Yeah. And yet through all that going on, the Flyers gave up the least amount of shots per game last season. The least. No team yeah. gave up less shots than them. So defensively, they're set. This is a really good defensive team. They, you know, they just, they do good things. And I think Carter Hart, he doesn't really have somebody behind him, right? To kind of really, really challenge that spot. Like it's, it's his, it's his job to lose in the sense that, I mean, yeah, who's gonna take it, right? It's right? it's like, it's not Brian Elliott and it's not Alex Lyon. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll challenge that a little bit, and the reason why, I mean, I, I believe in Carter Hart. I think Carter Hart's a number one goalie. Um, I don't see this being the year where the Flyers go. You know what, Carter, we're gonna give you seventy percent of the games. So I still think you're looking at. Uh, him not seeing enough games to get to return value as the number three goalie. Um, and I mean, I guess the other question I would have for you, Chris, is you didn't say that too loud, right? I mean, no one outside of your house heard that you didn't say Carey Price was the third best go- goalie in the league. No, it, it's Carter Hart. I would completely <laughs> disagree with uh, that statement there. Well, I mean. Brian, let me, I mean, look, unless you're buying a Brian Elliott jersey, I mean, I mean he can he can hold his own. But, I mean, he started 27 games last season, and he did not look good. Right? Yeah, but they, they brought him back, just, nonetheless. And I think they're going give to him, give him the opportunities. Carter Hart will. really struggled on the road last year. Um, he kind of sorted things out as the year went on, but he had some real struggles. And, and I think we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that Carter Hart is still, what is he 23 yet? I don't I think, think he's he is. 22. If I'm not mistaken. Like he is, he, he's yeah, a kid. He's I'll give him that. He's 22. Yeah, he's sorry. So yes. he's still going to see some mumps in the road here. Um, and I, again, I don't mind that, I, but I, I mean, for my money, when, I mean, when I put together the rankings, and again, these are more database rankings that I know because I looked at them and I was like, price, price weighted, ended up there. And I mean, I, I'm willing to debate, right? Like, I, as far as I see it, like, you know, one and two is in, kind of set in stone. Correct. Hundred uh, percent agree. With and you. I think kind of after that, you can debate pretty much the rest of it. I mean. How much does Jake Allen need to carry prices, um, you know, into his starts? Uh, I th- I do think Frederick Frederick Anderson still sees uh, top, like more or less workhorse type games. Uh, Robin Leonard, I'm starting to really question the value of. I mean, I was really I, I love Robin Leonard, uh, but I don't. They. Vegas still needs to make a move, right? They got to shed salary to get under the cap for the season right. starts. We're seeing 
basically everybody tossed out in trade rumors, <laughs> right? Like, is it Max Pacioretty? Is it Jonathan Marcheseau? Is it, like, who, who's going to get traded? Whomever it is to, to shed salary to get under the cap. It's going to hurt that team. Like, if it's one of those two players, it's going to hurt that team a lot. Right. Um, and that's going to cost them some wins. So, uh, depending on what happens, I think we could see some slight fade, at least in the rankings of, of Vegas goalies. Tuka Rask, I don't know how much Tuka Rask is going to play. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Boston being the the monster of a sports media center that it is, is basically ate his lunch for the last four four months because he opted out of the playoffs. Jordan Bennington, I think, is really interesting, though. Uh, Bennington struggled in the playoffs, but he's been pretty solid. And he now, with Allen gone, does not have a veteran backup. I think right. we could see Jordan Bennington seeing the lion's share of game starts in, in, in St. Louis. And I think you're getting him at a pretty significant discount if you looked at what you had to pay for him last year. Correct. Um, other ones that really jump out to me, UC Saros should be the starter in Nashville now. It's a team that, that's very solid on, on defense. Uh, Tristan Jari should now be the full-time starter in Pittsburgh, which should add quite a bit of value. Um, if I had a dream team, like if, if I could pick two goalies, here's my, so again, if you're in a league with me, then you're going to eat away at this, so it doesn't matter. But, I mean, if I could have Carter Hart and Tristan Jarry as my one-two goalie, and that's what I go into mock drafts trying to create and then build my team around that, I would feel real confident about, barring injuries, that my season would go well. Yeah. Even if those two goalies play in the division of death, right? Because that Metro division is just, I mean, it's not fair, right? Right, but, you have Boston into that now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those if those divisions stand as they are, they're they're. I mean, man, it's so tough for the you know for Pittsburghs and the Philadelphias and the you know think about Jersey and like just Buffalo. Like it, it's yeah. it's so hard for these teams, but it's so competitive and it's so good. And I mean, to me, I think Tristan Jarry again is legit. I mean, for him to do what he was able to do in Pittsburgh with them missing, I mean their whole lineup at times uh, it's I think he's I, I think he's legit and he's legit enough that Pittsburgh said well we'll move Murray out of here and you know this is your net now do you know you don't make that kind of move if you really don't think this kid can hold his ground and yeah. I mean they don't really have a seasoned you know veteran backup goalie for him so again to me I think that's a you know Tristan Jarry is one of those goalies again kind of not getting the love I again you name some players above that are going way ahead of him right the robin leonards the tuka Rass, the jordan bennington's like the freddie anderson's of this world like out of all those goalies none of them yeah. really excite me more than tristan none of them excite me more than tristan jared is none i mean i did a mock i think it was, it was last week it was the week before and i faded goalies like i got barlamov at 114 I got Grubauer at 127, and I got Cam Talbot at 175. Apparently, I took Talbot a little early based on Yahoo. Um, but I think that's, like, I believe that is the way to go. Fade goalies. Like, just, just don't worry about your goalies. There's plenty. Like, 
if we were to tear this out, right? Like we've talked kind of, I mean, we've talked about Vasilevsky Hellbook at one. The second tier and third tiers are so close together. Like, I, I mean, what are you going to get? Like Jacob Mark, like Markstrom, right? Changed the scenery, saw massive shot volume in, uh, in Vancouver last year. Much different situation in Calgary this year, right? Like, how well is he going to adjust? Different systems. Uh, will he struggle in seeing less shots or, you know, defensemen in front of him where he's not used to? What's that going to look like, right? Like, you honestly, I think you could kind of throw the top 20 goalies or eight, the 18 goalies that span you from three to 20, put them in a hat pull out two or three of them and you're going to be just fine. None of these are bad goalies. Uh, and I, in a shortened season, I would wonder how much any of them ultimately is anyone going to really vastly outproduce anybody else? Probably not. Right. Um, like I don't think I would, they'll vastly outproduce just because we're still not sure how these goalies are going to be used in yeah. this season per se, which I think is where a lot of people kind of just get, and to no fault of their own, get lost with it or kind of play it into it, right? So a lot of, yeah. like for Robin but, Leonard's value is pulled down because, well, how much is Marc-Andre Fleury going to play? And the same conversation <laughs> with Tuka Rask, right? Like how much right. is Yaroslav Halak going to play? Or, you yeah. know, for Ilya Samsonov, how much is, you know, Lundqvist going to play? Certainly. Yeah, like... How much between Corpus Allo and Merzlikens? Like, how much right. are those guys going to play? Is it going to be straight 50 50? And I guess my thought on this is if you think you can get both guys at a good price, do it. 100%. Right? In in a categories league, especially, do it. It's in all about league. value, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you're it, looking for. Right. Because, I mean, you play, if you've got both guys, you, you get them both. You have all the starts, you're fine. Uh, one gets hurt. You go to Aiden Hill, you're good. You know exactly where it's going to happen in situations like uh, Phoenix, right? Where it's like, all right, you know, we got Kemper, I got Ranta. One was hurt. We know who the third guy is. No problem. Right. Um, but I do think that in points leagues, it's a, just a different beast, right? Volume matters. Getting, and I do think there is huge value if going kind of coming back to where we started here and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to take Bob Rofsky at one in that one 11th round range. Cause you know what? It's not really a backup there and they're paying them too much money to sit him on the bench. And then I'm going to wait till, um, and get myself uh, Matt Murray at 175, Right. And then I'm going to wait and I'm going to add, add a third, any third goalie, right? If you do want to add in John Gibson right there at 151, like that's, it sounds bad. And, and the reason being that people don't, aren't going to want to do it is they're going to go, well, Anaheim stinks. Yeah. Ottawa stinks. Why, why do I want to be invested in two bad teams with goalies that are going to play 60 right, or 70% of, of the games? Well, because they're going to still make saves. And... I mean, Anaheim especially. Like, I think this is a great year to buy in at John Gibson. If that division looks like they're saying that division's going to look like, right? Like, all right, yeah, they're going to lose to Colorado and they're going to lose to Vegas, sure. We'll and say then they're, they're going to lose to who else after that, right? Right, but I mean, everyone else isn't that 
far away from each other, right? I mean, there, there's reasons to be optimistic in Anaheim, right? Uh, I think and John Gibson's see. a good goalie, by the way. Like he is. Like I, he's, I, I agree. Like, he, he's proven that he can Glenn stop Hall. the puck. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think there's a pretty good chance we see guys like Trevor Zegras in Anaheim this year. I think we could see uh, Drysdale playing in Anaheim this year. Anaheim could be more exciting than anyone gives them credit for. Like guys like Ricard Raquel aren't terrible hockey players. Like no. these are guys that can that have gotten it done before. Uh, I mean, sure, there's reasons to look at it and go like, well, how much is left in the tank? If we got a Adam Henrique, how much is guy in the left? How much is left for you know Ryan Getzlaff? But like they're getting younger, and that is not the worst pipeline in the league. So uh, there's reasons to be optimistic there. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm being a dead horse here and saying like, don't pay up for goalies, just don't do it wait it out you'll be fine um so yeah i mean varlamov if you want to go varlamov sorokin that's like one your 14th and 15th round pick it's not so bad you can get, i can't you can get i can't that. get on board i'm, I'm just going to say it's now i can't get on board with any of what you just said there i'm trying <laughs> but I, I'm just sitting here looking at Carter Hart and Tristan Jerry and going, well, if I use my third round pick on Carter Hart and my fifth round pick on Tristan Jerry, but I mean, then I can what load I mean. up on all those underpriced forward goal scoring forwards that we talked a little bit about last week and say, well, my lineup's just going to be yeah absolutely We're, fine. But but I'll give you the yank to that yang and I'll say like, well, would you rather have that or would you rather have like Mika Rantanen in the third, uh, or you know. What right, you would, you're not taking Miko Renan before the third round? We're gonna have to have a whole well, other conversation then. Well, sorry. Well, sorry. Let me let me pull up now. Pull up the larger. <laughs> we'll just look at the third round here. But like, just for an example, right? Like, you're gonna get Roman Yossi in the third, and you're gonna get uh, all right fifty. Um, you know, and you'll get Taylor Hall in in the fifth. Right? Do you see Hall and Jari as so much, or not Hall and Jari, but uh, do you see Hart Hall and Jari and as like so much better value, right? When you compare round to round, right? Players in the same range as to what you're going to get when you swap out those guys and when you move down 60 to 100 picks later. Right. And I don't think it's going to be that close. Like, I think the drop off from your forwards and defense in the top 50 or 70 ish picks, right? Top five rounds versus the drop off between a goalie who's going that much later is significantly different. It's significant for a defenseman. I'll give you that. So, especially if you're contemplating at that point, I mean, Roman Yossi, obviously, I do think he's probably the third best defenseman off the board, give or take how people want to see it, give or take the league settings. Um, I do think there, I think Taylor Hall, if you're in a, let's say a, a league where you have to target a left winger per se, um, then yes, at that point, kind of the position scarcity at itself, is just like the left wing is good, but it, it does drop off there. I will say this though, and I'm going to repeat it just in case the people in the back in the gallery didn't hear Carter Hart is the third best goalie. <laughs> in fantasy hockey so if i can in my mind if i can get a goalie that's on par i'm not saying he can replicate 
what Andre Vasilevsky is going to do. Because to me, I think it's just the team that he's on, the way they're going to dominate, it's fine. Connor Hellebuck's going to have... I mean, he was he he won a Vezina, and I can't name the six defensemen who played in front of him, right? So I think if that team stays healthy and you know their defense does as well, he could probably be even better than he was last season, which is saying something because again, he's got a Vezina trophy now. But I truly believe that just the the team in front of Carter Hart is superior to a lot of the other teams right now, and their top nine is good. Their top four defensemen are good. Carter Hart is good. I mean, granted, in the playoffs, he had to play Montreal, and they don't score goals. But, I mean, he is he is good. And if I had to, if I can get third round, in my mind, if I can get a, you know, 80 cents on the dollar to whatever Andre Vasilevsky is, and I'm taking Carter Hart in the third, and I'll say, okay, well, now my fourth round pick is a defenseman. And my fifth round pick is where Tristan Jerry, and then I'm going to worry about the problem. But I have, in my mind, I have two of the top five goalies in my mind. Yeah. And I guess, you know, my argument here is that like the difference between goalies three and five and the difference between goalies like 15 and between those two and yeah, that, five like 15, 15 afterwards. 17. Well, yeah, yeah, but if like, your rankings have Frederick Anderson in there as still a you know an elite goalie, then I mean it's you know it's flawed per se. But <laughs> like, that's sure. a whole other horse. But I mean, but, I guess at the end of the day, right? Like it's uh, I, I guess we just view it from different angles. I think that's the simplest way to put it. Um, because it's goalies, right? And right, nobody yeah, has an and actual it, right way of doing you it. Make if we it, did. It, Somebody would be writing a book right now. They'd be sitting on a beach making six figures a year if they could tell. I would pay stupid amount of money for somebody to just pick a winning goalie for me. Uh, Yeah, I guess I just look at it and go like, you know what? I think I can find value in in Bobrovsky this year at 123. And I really hope he turns it around. He's got so much money and just... Maybe he's off the case. I mean, we don't know. He's been... Like, he's not even off the case. Like, he was fired from the force well the thing is here right like uh if you go back and you check like look at the interviews post florida getting eliminated in the first round um not a single player on that team said this is all on bobrovsky uh everyone stood behind like bobrovsky's the guy here right one thing that florida did in the offseason is they got harder to play against um they shed I mean, we don't know what's happening with Mike Hoffman. They still have a little bit of money to pay. Uh, but they bring in Patrick Hornquist. They get rid of uh, Evgeny Dadunov. Uh They bring in Alexander Wemberg. They bring in a lot of uh, Rico Gudis. I think Florida is going to score less and give up less this year. I think they've just changed their team that way. Right. And I do think you see bounce back from Bob. Uh, and I do think you're going to see value from at 123. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I guess I'm just making the case saying like, look, if you want to wait on goalie, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I think there's value in doing it and loading up early on getting all your forward, getting forward, like high end forwards, getting mm-hmm. high end defensemen, uh, and you're going to get similar ish value. And the reason, the biggest reason behind this is that if you take Carter Hart in the third round, 
What if he only does play 55 games? What if he plays the exact same percentage he did last year? Right? Are, are you like, is the value really there? I don't think that it is. Uh, Jari, a little different situation. I mean, he's never been the full-time guy, so there's some reason to be pessimistic. But, I mean, like Casey DeSmith's the backup. I don't know if we're going to worry about that situation all that much. Um, but, again, that like that's uh, – I mean, you could roll the same dice a little bit later and probably take Kudobin. Uh, Dallas doesn't – Dallas has some guys that score goals, but I don't think they really have a lot to set anybody up. Um, Dallas is a better defensive team than people like to give them credit to. I think people just think that's a team that's just going to go out there and, you know, try to score goals. But in reality, I mean, Jamie Benn is <laughs> getting a little bit older and yeah. I mean, Tyler Sagan's being stitched back together. So I don't yeah. think if I don't really think that's the case. And they got some, you know, they, they're some pretty elite defensemen on the blue line who can, you know, contribute offensively, but also play well in their own zone. So, I mean, that's why I don't yeah. think it's a huge, it wouldn't be a surprise if Hudobin did, you know, put up good numbers this season. I just don't think he's going to replicate what he did. Those numbers are like, He's yeah, got a 930 are. save percentage in a modern NHL where scoring <laughs> goals was up. Like, For fine. Sure. If you look back maybe six, seven years, you know, 930 save percentage was, you're like, all right, you're, you know, you're getting into a good conversation. You know, your goals against average is 2.22. All right, that's good. But, I mean, with everything that's, like I said, with the league right now where it is and, you know, players scoring goals and, you know, McDavid on the ice, like this. Yeah. His numbers were just – I had to look back when I saw them, and I was like, that's that's really good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I look at those guys and I'm like, you know what? Like, Semyon Varlamov, he's still, he's still not the best goalie in the league, but, man, the Islanders sure do play good defense, and they don't give up a lot of goals. Barry Trotz, man. Yeah, like, yeah, I can get into that. Corey Crawford, right? Like, we, we, we talked briefly about Mackenzie Blackwood. Right. Blackwood was so good last year, and we totally forgot about how good Corey Crawford was in Chicago. That team on a team that like, was no, they didn't even know what defense was, and they still don't know what defense yeah. is. And that team's gonna roll Malcolm Subban out as a starting <laughs> goalie. So there's there's your DF, night one of DFS. I want to play. I'm gonna full stack the top line and the whoever. I'm I'm hoping the top line also the stays together. The top play, power play yeah. unit correlate them with who, whatever defenseman is there and just roll that out against Chicago. Just just night one. Just see how it goes. And then yeah. dabble from there and see if it works. Like, I don't even care if it's Detroit. right? Like They're, they're like, hey, the Detroit's in Chicago. D- Detroit on the road. I'd be like, it's fine. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's just see how... Let's just see if Malkin Subban can find the puck and stop it on a team that was giving up a full shot per game more. Like They gave up 35 shots a game. And Robin yeah. Leonard still had elite numbers. His goals, his goals against average wasn't there, but man, he was he was just stopping everything. But, he was that player who you would play, like, and it when yeah. when he was still in Chicago on DraftKings because you knew he'd get the 35 plus save bonus. You were just hoping he could, you know, not give up more than three goals, and you know maybe Chicago scores, you know, five and they win five three, you know. But like, you think about like. Just just think about this for one second. You know how bad Chicago was defensively last year. Corey Crawford had a sub-three goals against and a 9-17 save percentage. I know. 
and he missed some time too, right? Yeah. Well, he wasn't even. They, they split that, I think, fairly fifty-fifty. Right. Yeah, thirty. Uh, he had forty thirty-nine starts, so he had a little bit more than the fifty-fifty share. And there, I mean, Corey Crawford's still a good goalie. I think it was an excellent pickup for New Jersey. They brought in a veteran backup, a guy who can stop the puck. New Jersey's better defensively. I mean, any team is better defensively than Chicago, yeah. right? So he's in a better situation. I think New Jersey is, you know, the pieces that are there are slowly going to get better. I mean, you know, Jack Hughes had a Blind tough season. That's fine. But, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to figure it out. And even if, you know, it's a good security blanket for Mackenzie Blackwood, I'm not too worried about it. I think he's the guy who can, you know, continue to lead that team. I think he learns from Corey Crawford. I think Crawford can probably get, you know, 20 you know, 20 some odd starts. And if he's really good in those 20, I, I mean, I would have him maybe at the high 25 starts. If you can be really good in those 25 starts in a, you know, in a season like we're going to have for fantasy, I mean, he's an option way yeah. out at the end of the draft as a third, or if your league allows you to carry a fourth goalie, sure. Do it. Yeah. Instead of drafting Tom Wilson, why don't you just <laughs> take Corey Crawford as a fourth goalie and you'll get this better value out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think when we look at this, there's a lot of different ways you're going to slice up goalies. Um, uh, I mean, as, as you can see, we're on opposing ends of this, which I think is great for this conversation. Um, but I mean, for the listener, I mean, make your choice, right? Like sit down and, and look at the numbers and, and make your decision. I think that's the best advice. And uh, keep in mind when you do have questions, we're available in, in uh, the fantasy alarm chat. So uh, never forget. You've got that there as a resource. So uh, Chris, we should probably get going. Uh, I don't sure. need more angry emails from John saying you guys went <laughs> over again. We'll just tell him it's Martin Jones's fault. <laughs> it probably is. When in doubt, blame it on Martin Jones. That's it. And I don't want anybody sliding into the chat going, is Martin Jones an option? Cause like... Martin Jones is never an option. It's not, never like never play right. People who follow me on Twitter know that know the cre- never play San Jose <laughs> one ever. And I am yep. the president, CEO, and founder of the Martin Jones Hate Club. Like I just, man, he's not good. Yeah, we'll we'll end it there. So uh, thanks for the listen, everybody, and uh, have a great night. Have the rest great rest of your week and we'll see you in about a week from now.